Here's a message from Ken Lavica. It's just evolving into a huge bleep show. Damian Perez hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here. And uh, we've been blowing and going. And so. Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Stone, I defer to you in matters of the bleep show. You're significantly younger than me. You're one of what I would call the barstool crowd. You're a little bit, I don't know, fratish. Even though you weren't in a frat in college, you're right? Not, you were I just mean, a college football player. You're, you're, you're dancing Same a, thing. You're Fraternity dan- member, college football player. You're dancing a line here. Whipping male bare ass, right? Like they, there's a little bit of a Venn diagram between college football player, locker room behavior, fraternity. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, hell no. All right, all right. That's all I'm saying. Um, I, I, I defer to you in matters as such. The Waste Management Open on the PGA Tour this past weekend Shut down the gates. Shut off alcohol sales because there are young, aggressive males sliding down muddy portions of the course in the rough. They are belly flopping into bunkers. They are intoxicated beyond belief. They're smacking the fleshy chest of fat men while the likes of Billy Horschel and Justin Thomas and Ryder Cup captain. Zach Johnson, U.S. Ryder Cup captain, are all telling them, quote, to shut up. It was not well received. The Waste Management Open saying, we're making changes from what has been one of the most popular events on tour because it's booze-filled with that par three at 16, Stone Labanowitz, your impressions of the behavior at the Waste Management Open this past weekend? It's embarrassing. All right. Even so for if for even your fratish barstool sensibilities, you say, uh-uh, not good. Hey, it's not good at all. It's a bad look for everybody. There are people pulling out things, unzipping things right all over the course. <laughs> like they do it. Pulling it's, out things, unzipping things. It's, it's, it's very... Like you said, similar to going out to a bar with your friends, right, and having your, your, your drunk friends embarrass you in front of girls. It's yeah. the same thing, right? You're supposed yeah. to be watching golf. These players like it quiet. Uh, you just got to play to what the players want, and that's not what they want. And people have had to know that the stories, the horror stories that we're hearing right now, that half a million people in their stop. Yeah, they, they had to cut it up because at one point they had half a million people on the course because the people at the gates were just like, bleep this. Yeah. Uh, uh, we can't handle this. Go in. They sold over four and a half million alcoholic beverages that's great but when you have people uh sliding shirtless down uh a a a, a, an incline on the rough on 13 that's a significant problem when you have i saw a video i'm not even joking waste management open this is video confirmed of a man sitting at a hospitality tent at a bar area know what he's doing peeing all over himself yep in 4K. I mean, how awful is that stuff? Forget that. Forget regal golf behavior for a moment. Like, grow up, man. <laughs> you're a grown-ass man, and you're peeing on yourself at the Waste Management Open. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Here's what I will say. Here's my one defense. And it's not an actual defense, right? I'm just trying to play devil's advocate the best that I can. Oh, this should be good. 
Isn't it like European soccer matches, though, in those venues? And I know it's golf. I know the sports don't relate. But at the same right. time, like, we, as Americans, we love that stuff. When you see the European crowds climbing fences, it's like, wow, I wish we in America cared that much about a sport. I wish we in America wanted to come together as much as right. half a million people. Right. The security stopped checking tickets. Like, but that's European. There's that's a, sports, baby. There's an inherent difference between NFL behavior, English Premier League behavior, La Liga behavior, Bundesliga behavior, even Major League Baseball behavior. And American golf in and Phoenix. golf behavior. <laughs> I think what we saw this weekend, I know. there's a certain modicum of behavior that needs to be met, including at tennis, and it just so happens we're at the Delray Tennis Center, the Delray Open, on this Tuesday, the mecca of tennis in South Florida, in my humble opinion. You're damn right. We're here, and we're going to be here until 2 o'clock, where Beautiful day, by the you way. can enjoy yourself. You can get a little sideways, but you need to rein it in a little bit more than you do in the NFL, than you do in the Premier League. Golf, tennis, that's a different set of standards, just a little bit, just based on the sport. Yeah, so much so that if you are at the Delray Beach Open or any tennis match around the country and you have a player trying to serve the tennis ball and you drop your phone, your phone dings, all that kind of stuff, like the players will stop serving. And it's the same thing with golf. If you're talking to somebody's backswing, right. they're going to step out of it. Right. That clock restarts and they're going to literally stop play so so there's the difference between we talking about european soccer and obviously golf yeah, and tennis yeah i appreciate it was not the it was not the the worst devil's advocate that you could have come up with and i appreciate that and thank you but you saw what i was trying to do i saw what you were trying to do and you're right but i think with the sport there's a different standard when you're talking about a 55,000 seat arena slash stadium and golf where silence Tennis, silence, those are the silent sports, right? Uh, you can't have 300-pound men uh, who probably need a little push-up to provide support in the chest area, sliding down an incline in the rough, completely sloshed by 1 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon when multiple players are coming up and shut up, shut up, shut up. That's a problem. That's an issue. I think it's safe to say the Waste Management Open was a bleep show. Is that an accurate way to describe it? That's an understatement, Ken. Yeah, it probably is an understatement. That was like almost a catastrophe. It was an abomination. It could have actually gotten dangerous. What do you mean could have gotten dangerous? They, there were people getting knocked out. There were people fighting. There was a girl hospitalized falling out of the bleachers drunk. It was dangerous. <laughs> you know what? Touche. Point taken. You're correct. It was dangerous. That was an abject bleep show out there at the Phoenix Open. That brings me to this. Less dangerous... No less of a bleep show, in my opinion. The post-mortem on the San Francisco 49ers coming off of the Super Bowl. I am now convinced, more than ever, that Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the NFC champion San Francisco 49ers, did not know the rules of overtime. He did not know the rules of overtime. Let's just start with Kyle Juszczyk. Kyle Juszczyk, fullback. Had a couple of big plays in this game. He revealed right after the game... Yeah, we didn't know that overtime rules changed from the regular season. We had no idea. Did we talk about it? Yeah, no. Here's Kyle Juszczyk after the Super Bowl on Sunday, flat out saying, uh, yeah, we were vastly underprepared. We actually didn't know anything. Here's Kyle Juszczyk. You know what? I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime, so I, I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win, but I guess that's not the case. Um, 
so I don't really, I don't totally know the strategy there. No. No, we haven't talked about it, no. We haven't talked about it, no. We haven't talked about it, no. I'd find him. Says Kyle Juszczyk. You, you, the 49ers should find him for revealing that? You think he's throwing Kyle Shanahan under the bus there? Again, that's an understatement. Why? why, I, heard why? Josh Cohen, why? I heard Josh Cohen yesterday on the home team say that it was an embarrassment that Kyle Juszczyk threw his coach under the bus. I don't know. Like This is the NFL. This is football where accountability, that A word, is sprayed all over the place. It's expected. Kyle Juszczyk, in my opinion, all he's doing is holding his head coach accountable. What is he going to do? Get released? His wife makes beautiful clothing and now has a deal with the NFL. He ain't going anywhere. He's got nothing to lose, man. What good comes out of it? Besides having some integrity and holding somebody accountable, what good comes out of it? It's okay. only bad. You're calling it now. We're doing a segment on our show where you're calling it a bleep, a bleep show, a bleep show. Yeah. Why would you want that to be the case? Why would you open your mouth if bleep show was right. was following that? Then why don't we take it a step further? Kyle Shanahan, even without Kyle Uzcheck, Kyle Shanahan has already made this a bleep show. I want you to listen closely to this quote from Kyle Shanahan once the dust had settled and he's sitting in the press conference room uh, there uh, at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas talking to the media. This is his quote about overtime, okay? Quote. Understanding it's wrong oh, no, again right, and went into well, overtime. I'll read, it. I'll, read, I'll read this here, Damien. We'll get back to Kyle Juszczyk in a second. We'll get back to Kyle Juszczyk in a second. Let me just read here. By the way, I think I just got hit with a nut or something that fell from the bleachers. Uh, okay, here we go. Quote, this is Kyle Shanahan, okay? Quote, it's just something we talked about. None of us have a ton of experience with the overtime, but we went through all the ana uh, analytics and talked to those guys. We just thought it would be better. We wanted the ball third. He's justifying taking the ball first in overtime. We wanted the ball third. If both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win. Uh, got that field goal, so knew we had to hold them to at least a field goal, and if we did that, then we thought it was in our hands after that. That is an exact quote from Kyle Shanahan. Here's the key part of this quote, okay? Here's the key part. But we went through all the analytics and talked to those guys. Now, Damien, here we go. Let's go back to Kyle Juszczyk for a second. Kyle Juszczyk, you would think integral part of that offense would be involved in those conversations, would be one of those guys that Kyle Shanahan is referencing, correct? Let's correct. hear one more time Kyle Shanahan said, yep, we went through the analytics with those guys. Well, let's hear from one of those guys one more time. Here's Kyle Juszczyk. You know what? I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime, so I, I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win, but I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really... I don't totally know the strategy there. No. Is it something no, we haven't talked you about it, guys no. have talked about? All right. Uh, and he, he said no. So Kyle Shanahan said, yeah, we went over it. And Kyle Juszczyk's flat out saying, yeah, we didn't go over it. But then there's Kyle Shanahan right after the game. And this is the key. Kyle Shanahan right after the game when asked on CBS about his decision to take the ball first, if it was the right decision to make, Let's, we heard it yesterday. Here's Kyle Shanahan discussing his strategy in that moment. Understanding it's raw, and again, it went into overtime, but is there anything right now that you feel like was the difference down the stretch? Um, I mean, love to score a touchdown there at the end, not get pat another chance. 
We'd love to score a touchdown there at the end, not give Pat another chance. All of these things convince me that Kyle Shanahan, Mr. Offense, Mr. Revolutionary Approach to the Game, Mr. Analytics, Numerics, didn't know the rules of overtime. I don't think there's any doubt now that in the Super Bowl, with a guy whose reputation is he's got the edge, he's, he's, he's got the cheat code of the sport, Ugh. he didn't know the rules of overtime. The San Francisco 49ers post-mortem with that overtime, taking the ball first and eventually losing because of it, because it's clear they didn't know the rules, while the Chiefs are saying, yeah, back in training camp, we're going over this hypothetical. The San Francisco 49ers post-mortem for the Super Bowl. What a bleep show. What an abject bleep show. They did not know. Kyle Shanahan did not know the rules. Here's the thing. For people who, who aren't directly involved in sports coaching, you know, super fans, for, for casuals like Sports this, talk radio. This, this, this is a non-story to people. They're like, oh, God, why, are they, why do these guys keep talking about this? This like, decided this the Super Bowl. I don't think people understand how big of a deal this is. I played football in the FCS. Mm -hmm. I coach high school football right now. We, we are tapped into it all. This would have been covered in a week two game in the FCS. Yep. This would be covered in a week seven game or a jamboree or a spring football game in high school. This stuff is covered. There are people designated to handle this stuff. I don't know who it falls on. I tried to give Shanahan a pass yesterday, but this is one of the most insane stories. Think about it. Most insane happenings that I swear to God I've ever heard about in the sport. I've never heard of a head coach not knowing the rules in a Super Bowl. And I get that the rule change was made three years ago because the Buffalo Bills, well, we didn't get the ball in overtime, and we haven't seen it yet. It's easy to forget if you're 10 mozzarella sticks deep and 15 beers deep at 11 o'clock on Sunday night. When you're Kyle Shanahan, that is inexcusable. And the ramifications of what this could have for that locker room and that organization missing this opportunity because the coach didn't know the rules, that is so, so damned significant. When you hear the word bleep show, what in sports immediately comes to mind? When you hear the word bleep show, what in sports immediately comes to mind? Because the San Francisco 49ers right now, the Waste Management Open in Phoenix right now, that's what comes to mind for me. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. By the way, Damian Perez, outstanding work there. Uh, we're glad to have him along for the ride here until 2 o'clock. Uh, Stone and I, we're field tripping today. We are under the beautiful sunshine at the Del Rey Tennis Center. And we're going to be the joined Del by a guest Open. coming up. We are. Uh, how, how are we looking? Patrick Kipson. He's on his way. Patrick Kipson, who picked up his first ever ATP win last night. You're damn right. He's coming by. So you mean to tell me the man picks up his first ATP win, and his reward <laughs> is to hang out with you and I? Boom. This man has made it. He has. I mean, we, we have to I tell mean, him that, too. This man has absolutely made it. You tell me, Stone. You're running the show. I'm just talking. Should we take a break, prepare for him? Should we just keep this rolling? Should we continue to get some calls in here? Should we go to social media? What do you want me to do? We should take a break and okay. set the stage for Pat, nickname right. Pat. So what, what, what we're going to do is I'm going to have you guys think about. I'm going to have you think about right now. When you hear Bleep Show, 
When you hear Bleep Show, what in sports do you think about? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And social media at KLV1063. When we come back, a man who picked up his first ATP win yesterday. And again, his reward is hanging out with Stone and I, as it should be, Patrick Kipson, when we come back. That's Stone Lebanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. We're at the Delray Open, Delray Tennis Center. Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. We are on the road today. It is the opening uh, Tuesday of tennis action here at the 2024 Delray Beach Open, Delray Tennis Center. Stone Lebanowitz is the mayor of this place, by the way. He shows up. And everybody comes, shakes his hands. Hey, sir, do you need anything? So this is this we is. We still don't have an umbrella. Right we still don't have an umbrella. Hey, though. it's hey, we're grinding. It's all good. Nice. Uh, last night here in Delray, the first ever ATP win for 24-year-old Patrick Kipson, and he joins us here on ESPN 106.3. First of all, at 24, I had done nothing appreciable <laughs> in my life. Still haven't, and I'm 39 <laughs> years old. So congratulations on the win last night, uh, and and your rightful reward is hanging out with Stone and I. How, how does it feel to get that one out of the way? Check that box. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, super pumped that I got it. You know, obviously, um, a lot of tennis players, that's their goal, you know, start winning on the tour and uh, super fortunate that I played well last night and was able to get through. But that's not just a win, though. Uh, beating a guy like Kachmanovich, top 40, I'm sure lower than that in the live rankings, like that's a staple win for you. You've won a couple of challenger titles, but that one, you tell me, does it tell you that you can do this? That like, hey, I'm, I'm here, I, I can play with these guys. For sure. It's a, it's a huge confidence boost to... Uh, to go out and, and beat a guy like Misha, I mean, you know, like you said, he's a great player. I think top 40 when the when the draw was made, yep. and uh, it's just a good uh, testimony to the work that I've put in. And uh, seeing that I can beat these guys is a is a huge confidence boost for me for sure. Patrick Kipson, who picked up his first ever ATP win last night, uh, has Constant Leschian tomorrow here at the uh, Delray Tennis Center. Let's talk a little bit about uh, just you in general. You're from Raleigh, North Carolina, and you you still call that home, right? I still call that home. Yeah, I live in uh, and I train out of Raleigh. Um, there's a good group of uh, you know NC State, UNC, Duke. Um, I practice with those guys a lot, and yep. uh, yeah, definitely consider Raleigh home. So you, you get here and you're getting to the late stages last night. You're in a situation where you're, you're feeling like you can close it out. What are the nerves like? Like for me personally, I have no fortitude whatsoever. I would have, I would have been fighting, vomiting. I would have been a noodle leg shaky mess. <laughs> Your mindset in that spot is you're getting a couple of points away from closing this thing out. What are you telling yourself? How did you hold up? Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously – not too much was different last night from a bunch of other matches, right? You get you get a little bit nervous at the end of every match. At least, you know, I do. And I think, you know, a lot of other players share that. And I think the key is just to accept that you're getting nervous and that, you know, there's going to be a, 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 some tight moments. Um, but really just trying to stick with your game and do what's gotten you to that point is, is the key. And um, for me, not trying to push those thoughts away, but just to let them come and accept them and, and Love that. do what I can physically, you know, get my body moving to give myself the best chance. And wherever the chips fall, they fall. And that's how you got to play it, I think. <laughs> and they <laughs> fell your way last night. Yeah, yeah. They definitely fell your way. Not to get too into the weeds here for the second set. You go down a break. You break back. You find yourself in a breaker. When you're sitting down on the bench, 
whether you were swigging Gatorade, Powerade, water, like what's going through your head? Are you, is, are you trying to make it nothing or are you talking to yourself, hey, the chips fall where they fall? What are some of the things you're telling yourself? Yeah, I think um, I'm not really trying to control any of my thoughts. Whatever, whatever comes is whatever comes, comes. And uh, like I said, just trying to accept it. Obviously, I know what's on the line, you know, um, but just trying to stick with the mindset that's got me there and, and not really overthink it. You know, it's at the end of the day, I'm just trying to get my best effort and um, I really feel like if I do that, I can I can sleep well at night, regardless of the result. You know. The and uh, again, Patrick Kipson with us here. Uh, beat uh, a man top 40 in the world. His first ATP win last night. Patrick Kipson with us here on ESPN 106.3. We're at the Delray Tennis Center. Delray Beach Open is underway, and Pat plays tomorrow. Uh, the last couple of weeks leading up to this one, a little bit chilly down here. And uh, when you played yesterday, last couple of weeks it would have been in the low 60s or the high 50s. Now. It's a little warm. This is feeling like uh, like Florida weather again here. Uh, how do you handle if things continue to get a little warmer, a little humid? How does that affect your game, or are you all good with that? Yeah, definitely. Last night was uh, was humid for sure. I think we were both sweating pretty good out yeah. there. Um, but just trying to make sure that you get the right nutrition, right hydration, um, and you prepare you know off the court as best as you can. So you know, for me, that's just making sure the electrolytes are topped off and uh, and foods. Food's been the right food's gone in the tank, and uh, you know everything should be good from let me, there. Let me ask you, what uh, what foods are we talking during the course of a match here? What are um, we putting in the tank? Definitely during the match, a lot of carbohydrates, just that quick energy to kind of keep me going throughout. Like power power bars you know, are, are like wheat bread. Bar. Some gels, okay. um, you know, electrolyte gels, uh, bananas, dates. Got it. Um, are you are you like dates? Mm, I don't love them, but, but they do the job. They do the job. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, quick yeah. sugar, some, you know. Yeah. It's it's carbohydrates, so. Um, I think, yeah, you know, for me, just getting that, getting the sugars in, just to keep me going throughout. You don't know how long it's going to be, right? right? Could be an hour, could be three. Right. And there's um, some weirdos on tour. Some people drink maple syrup. I mean, there are dudes yeah. who, who, yeah. Get, who yeah. get weird on the bench, like carrots, like grapes. Like these guys yeah. get weird. Yeah. Pat, how phenomenal is this venue? How awesome is Delray Beach? And are you going to try to make this a staple every time February rolls around coming to Florida? Absolutely, I love it. I mean, I love South Florida. The state playing on stadiums awesome. Um, really love the venue. It's, it's a great setup. you got good people coming out and, and watching and supporting, so it's uh, super fun. And I feel like this field, you might not know it, but is more stacked than it's ever been in the past few years. Foe's coming, obviously Taylor Fritz, Tommy Paul, fresh off of the Dallas title. Like, There's so many Americans. You've played Alex Mickelson before. Is it going to be like a fraternity get-together with all you American players, some of the best in the world? It's a stacked draw, no doubt about it, and it, it's great for American tennis to have guys like you it said, is. like Tommy, um, Taylor, Francis. Uh, the younger guys, Mickelson, Emilio Nava. I mean, this is the next generation of American tennis, so I think it's great that people can come out here locally and, and watch uh, you know, the top guys and the guys that are pushing to go there. Uh, Patrick Kipson, a winner last night, first ATP victory, and he joins us here at the Delray Beach Open. A couple more minutes. All right, I feel like we've got a good bond here with Pat. I feel like we're all friends You think now. it's time? I think it's time. Uh, so Pat's from Raleigh. Pat is uh, also a hockey fan. Pat, I would just like to, to ask you this. Do you... Do you, by the way, do you remember by any chance what happened in the Eastern Conference Finals last year uh, in hockey? I do. Can you tell us? Yeah. I think the Canes got swept yeah, in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think, I think you're right. By the high-flying Florida Panthers. Yeah, that's the Florida right. Panthers had a great, great postseason last yeah. year. There's no doubt sure about did, it. And sure did. Uh, and yeah. shaping up to be another great one uh, coming <laughs> up here. Uh, you're a huge hockey guy. Yeah. 
uh, you would have played hockey if it wasn't for tennis, for no? Sure. For sure. When it came time to make that decision, tennis or hockey, tennis or hockey, right. why did tennis went out? It's weird. I don't know. Looking back, I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people have asked me that. I, I don't really know the answer. I think maybe probably just the indiv individuality of tennis, um, you know, overrated a little bit, but, you know, definitely could have gone either way with it. Uh, I'm I'm just thinking tennis player, like you probably had to be a forward, right? Yeah. Hockey, yeah. Somebody yeah. There's on no the way offensive. you're playing your defenseman. Winger. Yeah. Winger. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say a winger. He's not a defensive year. tennis player. He's more, he's going to let the forward So you're aggressive. Fly. You're getting yeah. after that. Trying to, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Big yeah. serve, big tape-to-tape -tape zone ability. It's all, it, it's, there are so many parallels in the game between him and hockey. I'll pass it out, too. Though. I can get pucks in deep, chip the puck <laughs> in, and there go, go. The war battle. There you no see? problem. See? Yes, don't, 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 don't count him out. He's got all this. Yeah. Yep. How fast Upper does a serve? How fast does a serve? I think right now I'm 125, 130. <laughs> At least that's what I'm what I'm trying for. It's it's a big help when you can uh, you know, right. put some put some gas on the serve and hopefully get a ball you can attack on the second we one. We wouldn't touch one, Ken. No, on not return. at all. And if I got hit by one, I'm going down in a heap immediately. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I, I feel like I'm going to offend some people who are listening right now, but I need to pick your brain on this. Pat it again. Patrick Kipson, ATP win, his first ever last night, 24 years old, has his whole career in front of him. This is the capital of pickleball really in the world. I'm okay with it, and I like that people get out, they're active, it's a hobby, but I just, when it's on TV, and I'm looking, and I'm like, why? Like, why, why are we watching this? Like, I don't know. What are your feelings on pickleball? I agree with what you said. I think it's great that people can go out, and it's definitely easier than tennis is what I think. No doubt. It's like um, ping pong, here's but how a little I, bit activity. Here's how I would defend pickleball. I play pickleball the way Patrick Kipson plays tennis, though. Like, the shots that I can get off on a pickleball court are the shots he's getting off on a regular tennis court. It, so is, it is very fun. It, 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 I've gone out and played. I think it's fun. Oh, I'm sure you're whipping people's ass. It's, it's fun to go out and play. Um, but I think a lot of it's pretty repetitive, right? Like, there's only so much. Sure. Like, it's a lot of dinking. And, and then there's so many, like, there's only so many times you can just go boom, 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 back and forth. Right. You know? So, um, but, you know, like I said, it's fun. Uh, I, know, I know a lot of the tennis guys are, you know, starting to go over to pickle after they've retired sure. from tennis. Um, and they're, I think they're probably crushing it. Well, I saw John McEnroe and Maria Sharapova playing Andre Agassi and Steffi Graf at like 1 in the morning uh, a couple of days ago. So you're right. Yeah. Like if those names are going that route, if you can get on the celebrity tour after your tennis days there are done 20 years from now, it'll there be fantastic. Go. And I think I only disrespect pickleball because I know I'd step out there against a 72-year-old from New York and get clocked. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, you wouldn't score a point against me. <laughs> Let alone an actual pro. Right, exactly. Uh, uh, so what's on tap for today for Patrick Hipson? Yeah, I got a little practice later today and uh, do a little bit of recovery in the gym and make sure the body's feeling good and uh, yeah just relax and, and get ready for tomorrow. Pat, well, what, Pat what's the goal this year? You trying to yeah. crack the top 100 and how soon? It's I try not to set really any goals like ranking wise or tournament wise I just try and look at it like from a kind of week by week standpoint right. and just I think for me if I can just keep improving the things I'm trying to work on that you know the rest will kind of take care of itself and I'll be where, where I'm supposed to be wherever that is. Um, if I can just kind of get the most out of myself, maximize my abilities that, um, you know, I'm going to be put where I'm supposed to be. The chips will fall where they fall. That's maybe. right. Yeah, that's uh, kind of what I live by. Uh, Pat, we're now uh, your biggest fans uh, in this tournament. We are pulling hard for you. Go get them tomorrow. Have a good practice Let's today. ask him if he remembers our names. What are our names, Pat? 
Ken and Stone. Yeah, Woo! dude. See, Boom. we're all friends here. We are. Uh, Pat, thank you for coming by. Seriously appreciate it. Go get them, and uh, we're super, super happy for you. And here's to uh, a, a deep run in this tournament, okay? Thank you. Thank you guys for yeah, having me. You're better me. than Constance, so awesome. go get that done. <laughs> that is uh, Patrick Kipson with us here on ESPN 106.3. Take another break. Continue on again. When you, when you think the word dog bleep, what in sports comes to mind immediately? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Thanks to Pat Kipson. LaVica Thewin Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident oh, yeah. Attorney yeah. Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. It never ceases to amaze me. Quite literally never ceases to amaze me. The passion in which people have for bucket hats. I'll never understand it in my life. The, the romantiz romantization of bucket hats in this American culture. It's incredible. We have a, an ESPN West Palm bucket hat sitting on our table yeah. right now. We have had no fewer than eight, nine people come well, up more and than say, that. hey, man, can, we, can I have that bucket hat? And what we're doing is we're telling people we'll come by at 2 o'clock. Maybe they'll still be here because it's here for decoration. What we're going to have to do. We're setting ourselves up for failure. Well, they're all going to come. We're going to have to make them brawl. We're going to have to make them fight it out for it. Uh, <laughs> it's it's going to be gladiator times here at the Delray Beach Tennis Open. Not my decision, just that's how you give away a bucket hat. Right. You know, I, I don't make the rules. We've, we've definitely told 10-plus people that, hey, 2 o'clock comes around. If it's still here, it's yours, so oh, yeah. we got to figure something out. We are going to cause yeah, some <laughs> sort of physical altercation between yeah. people. Just a giant rock, paper, scissors tournament for the ESPN West Palm bucket hat. But I, I, you If know, you thought Waste Management Open was a bleep show, facts. just wait until the bucket hat fight begins here. And I, I'll tell you, um, RIP Mac Miller. Mac Miller was my generation. He put bucket hats back on the map. I'm Is sure, that who it was? I'm, yeah, it was. I'm sure back in the 90s they were hot. Early 2000s they were hot. Right As soon as the 2010s came around and Mac Miller burst onto the scene, 2015, 2016 range, I mean, Mac brought buckets back. Kids still love them. And then when he died, it became even more popular. So, it's definitely so my era. Bucket hats are beloved because it's a tribute to Mac Miller. Is that I, what you're It's I, not I, because I, it protects people from the sun. It's not because it has some sort of uh, fashion component. It's because it's all a tribute to Mac Miller. So I'll put it like this. For age 40 plus, it's for sun coverage. Okay. But for what about me? I'm 39. And I know that I wouldn't be wearing bucket hats as a trip. Not that I'm trying to disrespect Mac Miller, you. his family, or his estate. <laughs> All I'm saying is that I'm 39, and it would never occur to me, hey, Mac did it, so here's my bucket hat. That's that. So, so age 39 plus, it's for sun coverage, and so you don't get a burnt head as, as guys like us lose our hair. Yeah. But for 25 and under... Mm -hmm. You're wearing a bucket. It's uh, most dope. Shout out to Mac Miller, and it's just a little tribute, RIP. Uh, if you're coming out to the Delray Beach Tennis Open, come say hello, won't you? Uh, but if I'm on the air, because this has happened a couple of oh, times already. God. If I'm on the air, I'm making a point. I'm talking about Kyle Shanahan. I've got some hot takes I've got to unleash. God. I can't have a conversation with you at that time because I'm doing the show. And we're not employees of the Delray Beach Tennis Center, so when people are pointing, hey, is this where I go to yeah, get into? Chances this, are, this sir, I don't know. Wait, I, we, I, we I don't. Don't. Sir, I'd love to help you, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's but come by and say hi, and maybe you can put your hat into the ring for this bucket hat. 
Just make sure you bring some brass knuckles. And also, if you're coming at this time, I'm getting ready to go do the coin toss right now. So oh, I that's right. you leave you, so you're 12. on your own. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, do we have? Do we still have uh, some people on hold? I have no idea, by the way, uh, phone-wise, where we're at. So let me re-present re this. Waste management open. You had drunk frat people sliding in the mud, shirtless, as Stone said, oh, taking things out, unzipping things. Uh, you had people going to the hospital, falling out of the upper deck on 16 at the par 3. That was a complete bleep show. A complete bleep show. Terrible. Also a bleep show. The fact that it is increasingly clear that Kyle Shanahan does not have a single idea of what the overtime rules are in the postseason. Now he does, but he didn't in the biggest moments of his life, his professional life, during the Super Bowl. When you think bleep show, because we've experienced it now, Waste Management Open, Super Bowl overtime, San Francisco 49ers, and all the subsequent revelations that they really didn't know what the situation was. When you hear the word bleep show, you think what immediately in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And social media, at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. That's Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. BaptistHealth.net slash ortho. When you hear the word bleep show, your mind immediately goes to what in sports? Let's go to social media. MH says malice in the palace. We're going retro with that bleep show. That might be, that might very well be in American sports history, the top example of a bleep show. By the way, MH, I appreciate you with the hashtag, hashtag bleep show. Well done. And keeping it clean for the kids. Uh, Scott, he messages in politics. Sarah Palin and Trump calling out Travis Kelsey. That's a bleep show. I mean, across the board. I I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reiterate something that I've said over the last couple of weeks, last couple of months, in fact. If you, A, think that the NFL is rigged in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs because either there's the Taylor Swift love story or just Travis Kelsey is a... a uh, a pro-vaxxer, uh, getting a paycheck from Pfizer, and you think the NFL is in bed with them because of some political leaning or that Taylor Swift is some uh, deep state operative for Joe Biden or you think that the NFL is looking to cash in on the romance between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I want to make this as clear as I possibly can. You are dumb as hell, okay? We're going to just leave it at that. You are epically dumb. Oh, rigged, scripted. That's so dumb. Like, listen to yourself. Listen to yourself and how dumb you sound. Stop. 
uh, you're going to embarrass your family at the next holiday get-together if you keep up that type of behavior. Just stop it. Uh, let's continue on. Uh, again, social media, on social media, and at 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. You hear bleep show, what in sports comes to mind? Mike says the Cowboys in a playoff game. That's well done. Uh, but can it be a bleep show if it's expected? Can it be a bleep show if it's expected? Now, here's my question about the Cowboys, though. What's the bigger bleep show? Getting routed at home by the, uh, the Green Bay Packers this past playoff? Or Dak Prescott sliding with a couple of seconds left on the clock and no timeout to lose a playoff game? Or giving the ball to Ezekiel Elliott, direct snap, unblocked, he gets blown up to end a playoff game. So uh, that is, that is uh, what's the bigger bleep show? Getting blown out at home? Or Ezekiel Elliott unblocked being taken down to lose? Or Dak Prescott, no timeouts, a couple seconds left, sliding down to lose? Probably those previous two. Damien, if you could just uh, just tell me real quick uh, in my ear who uh, we're going to on the phones. Kevin and Stewart joins us here on Levicka Theo in Stone on ESPN 106.3. And again, we're at the Delray Beach Tennis Open. Stone Lebanowitz right now because he's the mayor of this place. They treat him like royalty. He is doing the coin toss for this match going on at Stadium Court uh, here at the Delray Tennis Center. Uh, Kevin, what's going on, brother? Kevin? I don't hear Kevin. There we Hello? go. Kevin, I hear you. Go ahead, Kevin. When, when you hear, good man, when you hear Bleep Show, what in sports immediately comes to mind? Oh, well, every year, to me, it's going to be the MVP of the NFL. Every year, it's just a Bleep Show of who's going to grab it. This year, we got a guy who only throws for 3,600 yards, and he's just one one away from winning his second unanimous MVP. Yeah, so I, I, so I agree with Lamar Jackson as the MVP because you talk about the, the passing yards and that uh, uh, that discussion about his rushing yardage needs to come into play and how effective is he is with his legs. But it to, okay. to back up your point, though, while I agree with Lamar Jackson, what that award has really turned into is the quarterback of the best team in the regular season. And I feel like there's something inherently wrong with that when we've just given it to one position now and it's the position of the team that's best in the league. Uh, the MVP to me, like, what does it mean? I don't – I. You can find the team with the best record and give it to the quarterback. It doesn't mean anything because defense never wins it and anyone other than a quarterback never wins it. Uh, agree, agreed, Ken, and – to tie back into your show yesterday, you you uh, you asked everybody what uh, the Super Bowl proved most to you guys, and I yeah. think I think again the Super Bowl proved that to me. I mean, we're not going to see a Lamar Jackson taking two two minute drives back to back all the way down on the San Francisco 49ers. Really, the, the only MVP of the league is Patrick Mahomes and yeah. Josh Allen. Yeah, and I think that and and Kevin, real quick before I let you go, um, I think mm -hmm. that speaks to a bigger point about why the Kansas City Chiefs right now feel invincible. Because mm -hmm. you've, I don't know, like Lamar Jackson, this was supposed to be the year with the Chiefs, their least offensive weapons. The Ravens should have been able to get in playing at home AFC title game. Josh Allen, you had the Chiefs at home, uh, can't get in. Who, if this wasn't the year, who the hell beats the Chiefs? Like, I just don't know how it's going to happen. You're right, the MVP, until further notice, is the guy in 15 in the red Chiefs uniform. And appreciate the call, Kevin. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. I, I don't yep. know. Y'all have a good one, man. All right, Kevin. Appreciate you. I don't. I. 
you can you can give the MVP to Josh Allen next year. You can give the MVP to C.J. Stroud next year. You can give the MVP to Joe Burrow next year. They all might have better offensive numbers than Patrick Mahomes, but all that damn matters is who's standing at the top of the mountain after the playoffs, and there's no reason to think that it won't be Patrick Mahomes. So what this is turning the NFL MVP into, to Kevin's point, is a reason to hit an incentive in the contract and nothing more. And to get filed in the history books and to say, yeah, that man was an MVP. And to go to the NFL honors and uh, to, to stand up at the podium and accept the award. But all the NFL MVP has really turned into is hitting an incentive in a quarterback contract. That's it. Because the true measure of the MVP is that ring, is that Lombardi trophy. And there's no reason to think that it's not going to be Patrick Mahomes lifting that thing again. When you hear Bleep Show, what in sports comes to mind? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 1 o'clock, it's Ask Steve's. It's a Tuesday, which means Levick at Theo and Stone. Great things. We're in Delray. The weather is superb. The action is awesome. I mean, I'm telling you, this is picturesque postcard stuff here at the Delray Tennis Center. Stone Lebanowitz, he's living a live stream doing the coin toss uh, before this session, this match that's upcoming here right behind us at Stadium Court. Tell you what, what's not to love about it? Come out, come check us out, yellowtennisball.com. Get your passes. We are just underway in this Delray Beach Open next couple of weeks. ATP tennis action right here in our own backyard. When you hear Bleep Show, what in sports comes to mind? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The socials are open at KLV1063. More of those to come and your calls when we return. He's Stone. I'm Cam Levick at Theo and Stone, ESPN1063. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, From the yeah. Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Delray Beach Tennis Open. Man, is it beautiful. It is beautiful out here. Oh, real quick, before I forget, before I forget, not that she can hear, but I think that it would uh, be a nice message. And you know what? It's my radio show, so uh, I can do whatever the hell I want. Uh, happy birthday to, uh, to my youngest daughter, Aliana, today. Six years old, Aliana. Let me tell you real quick, if you don't have kids or you don't have multiple kids, you don't know this. If you do have multiple kids, chances are they put you through it. And if you have two kids close in age, they've definitely put you through it and you know exactly what I'm talking about. My six-year-old, now six-year-old, wakes up this morning. Happy birthday, happy birthday. We got all our gifts laying out for her. Now I've got a seven-year-old daughter as well. Six-year-old starts opening all the gifts. And I look over at the seven-year-old and you would have thought that she just watched one of her dogs get mowed down by a car. I mean, the depression, the long face, her head smashed into the couch, the tears welling up in her eyes, the jealousy washing over her. I had to look at her finally and say, your sister's allowed to have a birthday. Your sister's allowed to have a birthday. Guess what, you have one too. And you know what really got her going was a Tamagotchi watch. <laughs> 
If you don't know what a Tamagotchi is, it's a digital pet. It's the DigiPet. I'm 39 years old. If you're in my general vicinity, you'll remember those from like junior high, high school. They were a thing. You feed them, you clean up their poop, you make sure they don't die. It's just a little tiny digital thing, and you move on. Um, so they're back. They're at least back in the, uh, the, the, the social sphere. So we got my, my youngest daughter, a, a, a Tamagotchi watch. And then that brought back memories of the Tamagotchi that my oldest daughter has that she hasn't thought about in a year that's probably buried somewhere in a closet or in her playroom in a drawer somewhere. Where's my Tamagotchi? She got I tell you, man, these jealous, jealous kids. But I've also now cornered myself because I was trying to get her to stop crying this morning so we could get on with the morning and get him to school. Oh, I'll help you find the Tamagotchi tonight. We're not going to find the Tamagotchi. God knows where that thing is. So, again, if you have kids of a certain age, multiple kids, and they're close together, and it comes birthday time for one of them, you know exactly what I'm talking about, the jealousy aspect of the entire thing. Hey, the Delray Beach Open all this week at the Delray Beach Stadium and Tennis Center. It is Taylor Fritz. It is Tommy Paul. It is Francis Tiapo. It is Patrick Kipson, who we just talked to, locked and loaded, part of the Delray Beach Open field. You can see Taylor Fritz coming up this week. He's into a bye. He's playing tomorrow at 8 p.m. Paul and Tiapo take the court on Thursday. 100 mile an hour forehands. Parties, music, art, all the good vibes. Snap pictures, post memories at the Delray Beach Open. More fun, more food, more drinks, more parties, more of everything. In fact, I was a, a party here last night at the Delray Tennis Center. DelrayBeachOpen.com for more info. DelrayBeachOpen.com for info. The Delray Beach Open. He's Stone. I'm Ken. Levick Theo and Stone right here on ESPN 106.3.